Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts and give the show a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's super helpful for the show and allows for more Bravo lovers to find out about the show. Today's mini-episodes co-host is Ryan Bailey. He's the co-host of the hilarious podcast Realizing Stuff with Kara and Ryan, which is all about the Kardashian family. I had his co-host Kara Berry (laughs) back on episode 38, so be sure to check that out as it's actually one of my favorite episodes. So welcome, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Uh, this is this is the pinnacle for me. I'm going to retire after this. <laughs> well, it's really good to hear because I've listened to your... <laughs> I'm like, thank you so much. But I've listened to you on, obviously, Laura's podcast, Sup. Obviously on, you know, Molly's old podcast and whatnot. But I feel like I've never had, like, full yeah. Ryan one-on-one, like, spanning all oh bravo not just vanderpump get ready yeah get, get ready to get disappointed this is going to be big for you I- uh, <laughs> uh, well you you say you don't even watch you don't even watch like because you said you sometimes listen to our podcast the kardashian one and you don't even really watch the show right i listen to every episode and i have not watched an episode in five years <laughs> That's amazing. Like that's I, I I'm I'm like that boggles me when people say. I mean, it's <laughs> awesome. Thank you. But I'm just like, wow. That's that's crazy. I wonder how good we are at describing it. Then, like, I wonder if you watched it, you'd be like, they're totally off. <laughs> well, I mean, I know all the players, so I kind of like <laughs> being able to like hear it from both of your guys' opinions because one, you guys are very different, and I mean. There's yes. nothing funnier to me than when you throw in something so absurd, a la the pegging situation, and Kara yeah. just sits in silence. And like, right. <laughs> you know, and you I know the funny thing is, I I edit that podcast, and like sometimes she'll pause so long that I'll edit those pauses <laughs> down. Like I'll leave enough of a pause to like get the get it across that she's not like loving what I'm saying. But like, sometimes it'll go for a long time where I'm like, Kara, you there, Kara, Kara. That's <laughs> so great. <laughs> well, to get to know you a little bit better, I'm going to ask you three questions. What is your favorite yes. show on Bravo? Okay. So this was a tough one, but I mean, it's gotta be Vanderpump rules just because like I was always a housewives guy. Um, I don't know. If, that sounds weird. I was always a housewives guy. <laughs> not like, to I me. The housewives. 
I grew up like watching the housewives, but Vanderpump rules. I fought against that show for so long. And I was like, nah, I don't want to do that show. No way. That looks stupid. And then I watched a little bit of it and I was like, that is definitely stupid. I'm never watching that again. And then like, it's like a virus that like sneaks, like, you know, like you're, it's just like, wow, what's that Jack's dude all about? And then eventually I just like, like watched like four seasons back to back. And I was so addicted to that show and I fell in deep love with that show. Like to this day, I'm fixated on Vanderpump rules and it kind of, you know, but by the way, like it's like a really, it's a toss up between that and Real Housewives of New York for me. Yeah, I think I would kind of have to agree with both of those because I mean, how could you go wrong with New York and then Vanderpump Rules is, yeah, just the best I, show that's ever been on television, if you ask me. I mean, New York is having like one of like, uh, one of the best seasons I've ever seen a reality show have in the world. Like, e- like, there, every line is magic. I mean, you couldn't, like, a playwright couldn't write this good. And I think the cast right now is just perfection. Like, they really have such a perfect cast. There's so many different types of personalities, and yet they all kind of mesh together in a re- weird, messed up way. I mean, completely. And the, the great thing is, you can watch, like, I'll watch an episode, like, three times, and I'll pick a different person to watch, and you'll get a whole different experience out mm-hmm. of it, because they all talk <laughs> over each other. Well, I, I think this past season, where they were, they were at the fucking sexual abuse charity, and Ramona, Dorinda, <laughs> and Sonia are fighting over, like, the semantics of the situation, and the names, and... And I, it just was so cringeworthy. And the girl who was standing there, she's like, this is my charity. Like, I thought this was like a really important thing that I'd get this on TV. And then I have you fucking assholes you talking over each other. You can't even pronounce my name right. You don't even care about pronouncing my name right. Like, just so I mean, yeah, good. Like to, for them to be that unaware of how they behave <laughs> is like, that's magic for a reality show. Like you need that. Cause Beverly Hills, is like it's like uh, it's it, it's it's like LA. Like Beverly Hills is like like really fake. You know the the relationships aren't there. They're they're always kind of like pulling their punches in certain ways, mm-hmm. and it's soulless. Like I find Beverly <laughs> Hills to be soulless. I still watch it, but it's it's painful to watch. Where New York, it's like they all let their freak flags fly and just go. I mean, they will destroy each other one minute and then love on each other the next. And that to me is is. Brilliance. <laughs> I totally agree. So what is your least favorite show on Bravo? So the only show that I never really, I mean, I think we've like any reality show I can get into for the most part. Like I'll watch, like I can watch like, I mean like, geez, like I find like Dr. Pimple Poppers, like somewhat <laughs> kind of watchable. Um, but I think I never, I never super got into um, <clears throat> the uh, million dollar real estate mm. franchise. Like, I just, I don't know, like, I've, I've watched it a couple times, and I'm like, I can do it, I'm not, like, against it, but it never grabbed me. Like, I just, I just started watching uh, Below Deck Med, finally, uh. and I'm, I'm really, I'm really loving it. Like, I was like, <laughs> oh my god, it's so exciting when you finally find another reality show that you can obsess about, and that kind of is where I'm at now, but Million Dollar uh, Realty never has done anything for me. Yeah, I kind of agree. I never really found any of the guys to really be like compelling or interesting. And like, I couldn't understand how they have so many seasons at this point. Like, I just get bored with seeing really rich people buy really expensive houses. And then these guys just getting richer and richer. Like, the whole thing, I'm like, what do I get out of it? Like, to look at a house? I could watch, yeah. I could go on Zillow. Like, <laughs> well, you know what was weird? Did you watch that Selling Sunset on Netflix? 
No, I haven't. What's it about? I'm, okay, I'm, so I'm, they, I probably they, can fill in the blanks myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're selling Sunset. No, they're real estate agents. So it's like the same thing, but it's it's done by the people that did The Hills. Ooh. So everything is super glossy. I think it's like eight episodes on Netflix. And it's like these characters are brain dead, but everything is so glossy that I powered through all eight episodes. And I kind of weirdly like it like the one guy the one girl is dating this model guy named Romaine like the lettuce and he can barely he can barely speak English but he's really attractive mm. and you you like so there are scenes where like the guy can't I don't even know if he understands what's being said to him I can't understand what he's saying and it's really compelling to watch for some reason but I don't know why I mean, beautiful people are really compelling to watch. And I think like, I mean, going back to Vanderpump Rules in the beginning, it's like, who are these beautiful psychos? And then you're like, oh, my God, they're all so ugly, like on the inside, like, but yet so beautiful on the outside. Like, what is this dissonance between what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing? (laughs) See, me and Kara talked about this actually yesterday on the podcast was that I'm a big person if I don't. Even if you're attractive, if you're like mean or like kind of like dumb or, you know, like I'll immediately like you lose all attractiveness to me. That's why, like, I hate Kindle. I was just going to say, like, we've had like heated arguments via Instagram where I'm like, Brian, like, are you seeing someone? Like, are you seeking help? Because this (laughs) aggressive nature towards like a 22 year old model, (laughs) like, you know what? No, age shouldn't be. Age is just a number or whatever. But like she's not – the only reason she's a model is because she's tall. That's it. Like there's nothing else special about her. She's tall. She's like – she's like, and she has like equine features. She's very horse-like. Equine I don't know. Like there's features. nothing attra- – her, her personality is like a zero. Like have you seen her in a – Seen, she can barely put words together. She's not been encouraged to do any kind of learning. You can just tell, and it really shows. And Kylie, on the other hand, I think is the opposite. I think she's an angel. So it's, it's just I don't know. It's weird. Well, thank you for that. I'm glad your passion was able to be um, shown <laughs> on this podcast as well. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, wait, wait. This is good. Just this is like good dirt. So I was at a party last night um, with like some Vanderpump Rules people in LA for uh, Ariana's birthday. And I met some of the new cast members they're bringing on for season eight. Ooh. And one guy is an extremely attractive younger dude that is like kind of like what I would think of like Jax in the earlier seasons. Hmm. And I just I just imagine Jax like quaking in his boots, <laughs> like being scared he's going to be replaced, which I would love. Well, I mean, we'll get to more Vanderpump Rules stuff in a little bit, but I kind of think they tried to do that with Adam last year where they were like, look at this hunk, Brittany and Sheena both want him. And then he comes on and he's truly like a wet blanket. And then like, there's just like no screen appeal, like no one cares. So hopefully this guy is willing to be like Jax 2.0. I wish we had Jax on TV when he was like 24, kind of like James oh my Kennedy. God. Could, so- you, could you imagine? No, I couldn't. <laughs> All right, well, let's just jump right into news. We'll get to more Vanderpump Rules, of course. So back on episode 55, I talked about how Megan King Edmonds, which, by the way, if you people listen to this show, I keep calling her Megan King Edmonds, and like going back and re-editing, I'm like, I said it six times in the last time I spoke about her. But regardless, Megan King Edmonds 
has been <laughs> cheated on by her husband, Jim Edmonds. And so back on episode 55, we talked about all the details. So go back there if you want all of that. But this past Friday, the girl who he supposedly had the quote-unquote emotional affair with, Jennifer Villagas, spoke to all about the tea and kind of spilled her whole dirt. She said, I want to make a few things very clear. I never set anyone up, blackmailed anyone, nor have I attempted to ruin anyone's family. All my relationships are between two consenting adults, blah, blah, blah. In the recent days, I've been contacted by Megan King Edmonds on Facebook and by <laughs> phone. She informed me and she researched my entire life, named my family members and their businesses. She threatened to use this information against me, so I decided to file a police report. I, so I decided to file a report with the police for harassment. It's as if this Jennifer chick didn't watch the season of OC where Megan basically like cracked the Brooks cancer gate. Like she was the lead detective on that case. Like. What? Of yeah, course. By the way, do you even you even mispronouncing her name? She's gonna come after you. Like you do <laughs> yeah. not mess with Megan King Edmonds. Like it's like it's. And by the way, Jim should know better too. Like I'm not a huge fan of cheating, but like Jim should like really have known like she's going to she's going to find out she's not going to be busy with candles all her life you know <laughs> well one of the crazy things that i found out that have kind of been coming out in all of these you know whatever people showing their receipts there were raunchy text messages sent between jim and his mistress on including dick pics and a video of him masturbating the day that Megan gave birth to their twins. What? <laughs> like, it was a, a, a celebratory uh, masturbation He uh, like video. goes into the bathroom like outside of the like fucking delivery room and he's like, let me whack one out, quickie, get a little quickie on video, send it to this random chick. And then go back in there, wash my hands, and deliver my two babies. Like, this guy's guys, so guys fucked are up. sociopathic, guys. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, we were talking about Tristan Thompson yesterday in regards to the Chloe cheating, oh. cheating scandal with Jordan. And it's like, I don't understand. Like, guys are insane. Like, who does that? Two kids are being brought into the world, and you need to go whack off for another girl. <laughs> and, I mean, you... You, you know you have a decision where you don't have to marry somebody if you don't want to, you know? I mean, also, like, you don't have to have, like, more kids. Like, he, they had the first kid, like, four or five years ago and then decided to have twins. Like, if you were already kind of done with the whole marriage, stop at the one kid. Give Megan the one kid so she can move on and be happy with another man who won't cheat on her and won't literally send nudes to people mid-delivery of their children also, a year later. I I mean, God bless. I mean, like, I don't have the best body in the world, but even if I did, I don't think I'd be setting, like, sending nudes. Like, it just seems like, what, I mean, like, what the, I mean, what, I just, I, I mean, it just boggles my mind. And plus, Megan, back when the show, like, remember, like, she, like, Jim pretty much told her he didn't want more kids. Like, I, you know, they've just, Jim, like, says something and then he goes back on it. Like, there's no way this relationship will ever work. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think on the show, it was like, he had, like, uh, a vasectomy and then but he had saved a couple sperms and you remember like that scene where like they were like the back of the car and the, like <laughs> the fucking sperm was like in like a big cooler thing and they like put the seatbelt around the cooler I'm like oh my god this is so dark and she's so excited and, but like you also saw like her going through like the entire IVF process and him not being there and like imagine we saw that with like the one kid when she was on screen like imagine when they're living in Missouri in the middle of nowhere he's definitely never around and she's going through all this IVF stuff alone and then for this to all come out and it's saying back in September of 2018 Megan had confronted the girl again. So this has been, you know, a pretty good amount of time since Megan's been aware of this. But I guess now it's obviously coming out to 
the world, which is has been really sad for her. But they actually came together last week when their one-year-old son, Hart, had, had to have an MRI. So... And Jim was there too, so I wonder what that was like. Definitely bad timing for, I mean, never good timing for their son to be sick, but supposedly they're saying he is dealing with the possible concerns that he might have a neurological disorder, which is really sad, so... Wow, that that actually is not uh, funny at all. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm like moving on, moving back to the dick pics. I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> um, if you go to All About the Tea, you can see blurred out versions of the pics themselves. Which <laughs> <laughs> I was like on my work computer today, being like making like the screen really small. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah. By the way, I got I got in trouble at work today for this. So thank you. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, but by the way, doing that your worst nightmare to get like an angry voicemail from Megan King Edmonds, like she. She annoyed me when she was on the show and I would just like cringe if I picked up and it was her voice yelling at me. Like that would be so scary. Yeah. I don't really think I need that from her. I don't, I definitely like didn't really, I liked her on the show for the whole Vicky thing of it all, but I definitely didn't need her like in her most recent season where I'm like, oh, okay, you're just fucking pregnant. You can't drink. You can't have fun. No one has fake cancer. Like the, what's your role? But, but by the way, that was uh, that was a dream season two with the Brooks fake cancer stuff. Like I loved that. I was so into the whole Brooks storyline. And ultimately, Vicky just wanted her friends to give her a casserole. Like that's the saddest thing. Where she was like, <laughs> "I just wanted you guys to feel bad for me and give me a casserole." And he really has never been the same since then, too. Like, I don't think it really ever fully recovered from that strong of a season. Well, yeah, I would agree with that. And then she started dating Steve Lodge, and he basically neutered her. So I'm like, Vicky, get off the screen. I'm kind of glad she's coming back as a friend of. I mean, supposedly. He, we'll see. But if I was if I was Steve Lodge, which I really don't want to be, if I was, <laughs> though, I would be so nervous all the time because you know deep down Vicky still has the hots for Brooks. Like, that's her, like, forbidden love. And I have a feeling she'll love him for till the day she dies. And that's scary as hell because Brooks is a monster. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, he is, like, her true love, I think, in life, unfortunately. But, yeah, he's a sociopath, so I'm glad she yeah. did that guy. So, speaking of crazy men living in Orange County, Gina Kirschenheider, that last name will oh. always get me, recently went to the courts this weekend to file a restraining order on her husband, Matt. So we don't have a lot of information, but supposedly he was arrested on Saturday, June 22nd at 2 a.m. And he was released the following morning around 1 a.m. The bail was at zero dollars. We don't know what happened, but there is obviously supposed abuse happening in their home. So Gina filed for divorce back in April 2018. And so when she came on the show, they were like not together. I think they were like freshly divorced. And they have obviously three kids together. So I don't know what this is about because she posted a picture of him on Father's Day with this whole fucking caption. Thank you, Matt, for being the best dad to our children. Love you both very much, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know what the hell happened. Well, I mean, so... You know, we saw like on the actual season when like, you know, he was working and living pretty much like full time in L.A. except for the weekends. And then we saw the dissolution of the marriage. But like, you know, did you see like when she changed her hair a couple months ago? Yeah. And it looked like I mean, no offense, like it looked awful. And I like (laughs) I was like this this lady is like going through it. And the funny thing is, I went I met her once. I went and did, uh, like, you know, remember that episode where they did the OC ropes course? Yeah. How could I forget? Oh, so I did, uh, <laughs> Danny Pelle- Danny Pellegrino and Troy Turner 
who does this taste of reality.com. They did a, they had a bunch of people up there to do the OC ropes course. <laughs> and then we went to the quiet woman afterwards for oh dinner. And, um, Gina came and met us <laughs> and, uh, her and the, uh, the other new lady, uh, what's her name? Emily. Emily. So they came and met us and they were the nicest. Gina was the funniest. And then, um, uh, God, I'm blanking on the names now, but then, uh, what's her name? The Kelly, the, the no, the blonde Shannon? that uh, just got Shannon. Yes. God, how did I forget Shannon's name? <laughs> Shannon came in with her new boyfriend, not knowing that the other two ladies were there. Oh my and God. she made, she made eye contact with Gina and she literally, you saw her turn to her boyfriend. and was like, we got to get out of here. And like, it was the most awkward thing. And they like, she kind of awkwardly came over to the table and was like, hi. And I was like taking, um, kind of like sneak attack photos, like <laughs> trying to hide my phone. And, uh, she, she caught me like taking a picture of her and she gave me a dirty look. Shannon like scares me. But anyways, the whole point is Gina is like a really nice lady. And I, I just think, I think she might just, she's really going through it. And that really, really sucks. Yeah. I feel really bad for her back on episode three. We talked about how she had a DUI and then back on episode 29, she ended up getting arrested because she failed to go to her arraignment hearing for said DUI. So then yeah, the DUIs, the drastic hair change. And now this, it's like, we need to sit down. Like we need to talk about Gina. Like we need to talk about Kevin, like this, It doesn't seem good. But Kelly Dodd did leak on Twitter because she's loose-lipped that the new season of OC will be coming back August 6th. So I'm having a feeling that this is all going to be playing out on screen, at least definitely some of the marital stuff. Because literally two episodes ago, my guest and I were talking and we were saying like, oh, yeah, all the rumors are saying that her and Matt are back together, back together, back together. And then now this. So it's interesting to see where this is going to go. Ugh. I, yeah, no, I mean, I, it, uh, hopefully we'll make fascinating TV, but I mean, it just, uh, yeah, you hate to, you hate to see somebody kind of like change, like have like not a midlife crisis, but like, she's definitely going through something. And I just feel, um, I don't know. I hope she stops herself before thing. I mean, it seems like it's already getting crazy. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just sit back and watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> grab, grab your popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of other people who probably have gone through a recent midlife crisis, Real Housewives of New York star Countess Luann Deliceps is writing a book based on her turbulent past few years of her life. So, if you guys don't remember, <laughs> Countess was arrested in December of 2017 in Palm Beach for disorderly behavior and threatening law enforcement. Which I didn't realize that she was in. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
in the wrong room with a polo player. That's kind of hot. I didn't, I didn't realize he was a <laughs> polo player. I like whatever Luann does people. Someone just wrote a comment on my iTunes being like, you, you, you like apologize for Luann's behavior. You let her off scot-free. I'm like, yeah. Cause she's a countess. Like, <laughs> so she told page six on at some fancy party saying i've been keeping a diary of everything that has happened to me i've been sober for eight months and the therapist urged you to be honest about yourself but many of the things written about me have been false so this book is my chance to lay myself bare and also set the record straight like let's not forget when you literally were drinking quote-unquote two mimosas after a show in yeah, chicago two, two two months ago i will never forget i needed, I, I needed my juice i needed my juice <laughs> vitamin c <laughs> it's my voice. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I went and saw the Countess live uh, like a month or, or a couple months ago here in LA, and um, it's it was so fun because it's like it's funny because it's just like a big place for like Bravo fans to meet. Like, people were talking full conversations over the show. Like, <laughs> the Countess was on stage, but everybody was just like talking. Really, like it was like a cool place to like meet people with your shared interests, mm-hmm. but like nobody was like fully paying attention to the show. Cause the show is not good. It's just, you're there because it's like, so like that to me is camp. Like it's pop culture mm-hmm. at its finest. And, uh, but anyways, then I saw this season and now I'm kind of like bummed that I paid money because I I'm not loving Countess Luann this season. Yeah, she kind of has her head up her own ass. But luckily, this past episode, she kind of addressed. She was like, oh, wait, maybe I am being insufferable. It's like it only took, you know, six months and all of your friends sitting around screaming at you. Like, you're the sober one, right? Like, aren't you supposed to be listening? Like, when you're not drunk, like, you just are forced to listen, right? But it took her a little bit longer than maybe someone else. But Oh, no, don't you get the feeling that she's like, also, I just feel like she lies a lot. Like, I feel like she's had way more than two mimosas. I feel like we don't get the full, like, so the, I don't have high hopes for the book because I don't think she's really going to be honest. Yeah, I I agree with that. She definitely, like, is withholding of information. And I think we saw that when Bethany was like, you were literally running around the Hamptons in your, like, negligee or whatever. That running was around, wasted. That was like, and I yes. took my fucking time and energy to make sure that that didn't get out in the press, which is... You're you're fucking welcome. You're so welcome. And she can't even you see imagine, that. <laughs> could you imagine driving around and then all of a sudden seeing like <laughs> Countess Luann in a negligee running in a field and you'd be like, is that fucking Countess Luann? Like I would freak out if I just randomly saw that. And then Bethany's chasing after her. like what a historical moment that I wish the cameras were there for. I know, right? Like, that's the Roni that we want to see. Granted, I don't think Roni needs any more, like, ridiculous drunk antics on screen. However, like, that would have been definitely something I would truly pay to watch. Give me six million dollars for this house. Like that was like the craziest forty-eight hours. It sounds like in history. <laughs> well, I remember when that was all happening. Or I don't remember if it was an article or just something I read after the fact. Countess was like, "Um, Dennis is really good with money. Of course, he's the person I would ask." <laughs> it's like, you don't just like flippantly ask like a good friend's boyfriend, like, "Hey, can I borrow six mil for a house that I don't need? Like, I already have two homes. Like." Slow your roll, Luann. <laughs> I like I, that there was a part of her that I, I like that there was a part of her that thought like there's a chance that he would give her six million dollars. Well, I think that like, comes with like the Luann ideas of like everybody. Like she's like, well, why wouldn't you give it to me if you have it? It's like, well, if I, yeah, if I had it, I'd give it to you. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, I will read this book 100%. And the person who left a rude review saying that I um, enable Countess, suck a dick, Kristen Doty style. I'll, I'll listen to the audio book. The audio book would be amazing. <laughs> well, speaking of Kristen Doty, uh, this is a great segue into Vanderpump Rules. So <laughs> supposedly, so everybody knows that Jax and Brittany are getting married this weekend. So Chrissy Teigen and John Legend obviously are big fans of Vanderpump Rules. And they actually said recently during a Twitter panel for Cans Lion, which I don't know what that is, saying they were invited to Jax and Brittany's Kentucky wedding. And they don't know if they're going yet. <laughs> which I'm like, I love how they weren't like, we... We're not going. They're like, we don't know if we're going yet. We might be able to swing it. But can you freaking imagine if those two show up at Jackson Britney's bum country bumfuck wedding? Yeah, I mean, by the way, but that is so Jackson Britney to fuck. Like, it's like there's such like Jax is such a star fucker that like, of course, he's going to like Chrissy Teigen says she likes Vanderpump rules. We should invite her to the number one day of my life. Like, <laughs> he's such a star fucker. Like, that would be he, I mean, it's just it's. This whole wedding just needs to be over. I'm done. I'm over it. Like I'm over this wedding. And like I used to be like – like there was a while that I was talking to Laura about like actually going and um, tailgating the wedding. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I would know, have definitely like, Yeah, like imagine like holding signs like a Grateful <laughs> Dead concert and like trying to interview people and just like – I just think that would be so hysterical to treat it like this major event because that's how they're treating it. And at the end of the day, we know – it's the same thing as like Megan King Edmonds and Jim like Jax will not Jax says he's like so ready to be married and all that I mean I you know come on this is not this is not going to last like this is going to go down in flames and I'm I hope they're still on the air when it does well I keep thinking I mean obviously you just said right now that they're hiring new people for Vanderpump Rules like I think there's definitely going to have to be some like division of like the people who actually work at Sir and Tom Tom and whatnot and then the people who have clearly aged out and like Kristen Doty hasn't worked at Sir in like seven years and she's still on Vanderpump Rules you know so I think they're probably going to end up creating two different types of shows one that focuses on the OGs and like their eventual kids because I think yeah. Jax has said he wants to knock Brittany up the moment they get married, which is terrifying. Yeah, well, run, Brittany, run. She was uh, running into his arms. Are you kidding? She's literally jumping into this head first. I'm engaged. I'm engaged. I honestly, I just want to get in a relationship so that I could potentially get engaged to scream that off a balcony. Like the whole love of it all, like doesn't really matter. Like I want that. I want that Brittany uh, yeah. moment. I mean, that you know, it's so sad that that was like her number one goal. <laughs> like, imagine the depression she's going to hit after the wedding. Like, imagine once she like mails all the thank you cards out. Like, she will have no per. What What is her purpose in life now? Like, I guess it's the kid, right? Well, yeah. Then it immediately pivots into kids, and then she'll have like three of them really quickly, and then no one's going to care. Like, you're not the Kardashian. And then the, be a, no, I said then. Uh, yeah, then after the kids, she'll be able to focus on the divorce. But like it, it uh, you know, to be able to focus on the divorce. The, <laughs> uh, you, but you're right. A lot of the new cast members are people that work at TomTom. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like they've definitely got to pivot because this past season, I think people were pretty upset with how, you know, Tom that and Katie's boring, you know, stupid relationship where there's nothing really going on there. Sandoval and Ariana are like in a genuinely good relationship. So there's like no yeah. real like emotional drama there. And obviously, you know, they go through like, you know, buying a house and wanting kids and they have these conversations, but like, 
that gets boring. And Ariana has said this a million times. She's like, why the fuck does everybody care if I'm having a kid or not? Like, focus on Britney, who literally, they don't have never used any form of contraception. Talk about babies with her, not me, you know? And I I think, like, a lot of their story. Put it in me. Put it in me. (laughs) We do the spray and pray method. (laughs) 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 It's so gross. I literally had to, like, Google that. I was like, why? What? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, well, I, I know Brat Bratney. That's what Stassi <laughs> called her. Uh, Jax once said on some podcasts, I think Jackie Shim will show that uh, Brittany is like very, very against abortion, which is not surprising considering she's from Kentucky. I'm well, not saying everyone from I mean, Kentucky now that, doesn't. Now that Lance Bass is officiating <laughs> their wedding, you know. I mean, how do you go from like a truly known homophobe to Lisa Vanderpump to now Lance Bass? I'm like, they did get a glow up when it comes to like their officiator. Well, that, <laughs> that's what I was saying. I said, uh, I said, Jack should uh, take it even a step further and have the queer eye guys be his groomsmen. <laughs> like, you know how he's like, you know how much. I I love gay people. He's like, our entire wedding has gay people in it. He's such like his Twitter feed is like, it's like I'm banging my head up against a wall. If I ever want to get really frustrated, I go to his Twitter feed. Cause it's like, it's him like making fun of 18 year, like 17 year old <laughs> girls and like calling them losers. Or it's like him going out to every product known to man and being like, I love, I love pink starburst. Can I have some? Like he asked every company. It is so disgusting. Their house must be filled with just shit that nobody wants. A hundred percent. And, you know, they moved into these, I think, actually, no, the two of them didn't move into a fully furnished home, which, like, is a good, Katie and Tom moved into a fully redesigned home, thank God, because we can't have more Bubba art and, like, hipster chic looks happening in my, in my vision. But Jackson and Brittany, they posted this one photo, and, like, there's, like, um, a curtains hanging behind Jax, and I'll post this on the Bravo Happy Hour Instagram account, but the curtains are, like, two feet too short, so so many people yeah. were commenting like dude yeah, what I the fuck yeah. you don't he's like sorry measured it wrong it's like so what you do then is you repackage it you send it back and you get the right size you don't put the incorrect ones up you fucking fool god these i just i can't wait to i just i just want this bubble to burst so bad because you know he's just like yeah, this is me settling down. Like <laughs> he has his bottle of Fireball that his dad. You know, oh. it's like, Dad, are you proud of me? Like, can you imagine like Jack just carrying his dad around, like just saying stupid shit? But it's all gonna. I mean, I hate to be negative, but it's all going to burst one day, and we're going to see the old Jacks, and it's going to be bad. Uh, uh, of course, but I think the bubble will burst for Katie and Tom first. Like, let's be real, because that is. Oh, that's yeah. What? Bad. Yeah, I mean, what a sad. I mean. That's like a, such a weird codependent relationship that I, you can tell they both hate each other, <laughs> but they will never, they'll probably stay together for the rest of their lives. But like, it's so dark that Tom has to get, Tom has to get hammered just so he can cheat. Like he gets hammered so he can cheat because then he has something to blame it on. Yeah. So like he's literally has a drinking problem just so he can get away from Katie and get actual love. That is the saddest thing I've heard in a really long time. And that's truly so correct. And I wish. 
like they would kind of go deeper into it. Like, how can you gaslight James Kennedy for all his addiction issues and Lala's dealing with her addiction issues and Stassi's not doing Adderall anymore? Like, they could talk about all these things, yet it's clear as day that Schwartzy, like, has an issue. You know, he's getting blacked out drunk at, like, 37 years old, like, at a fucking resort, ending up at another resort miles away. Like, that is so questionable. That's like the Bermuda Triangle. Like, where did he go? And like, why are all like, why is everybody on the cast pretending like that didn't happen? But they're like, Jack's in the pillow. Uh, you know, <laughs> Kristen and James definitely hooked up. It's like, what? What? Can you imagine? Can you imagine Katie in therapy with with uh, with Tom and like just how like just you could just like you know like Katie, you're you know you know you're making him feel bad when you do this, and she'd be like. Uh, that's his like she would never listen she would nothing like i don't think anything hits her at any kind of gut level she just thinks she's a hundred percent right and she i just she's just every time i've seen her in person too she kind of has like a sour puss on mm. like she's kind of like giving you like a dirty look was she at ariana's birthday no she wasn't actually but this was not for cameras it was just like a normal like you know regular mm. person birthday and um uh but uh yeah no it, it's uh she, she scares me. Like she, Katie does scare me. Like I, like I get real strong, like very scared. I, I don't know. She, I feel bad for Tom. And in fact, one time I was at Tom, Tom and I left my credit card there or like, and I thought like, I thought I left my credit card there and I was like, it was really busy. And Tom, uh, was like, Oh, I'll look for it. And I was like, Oh cool. Sorry about that. And he goes, Oh man, I lose my credit card every week. And you know that's true. Like, he probably <laughs> just drinks heavily every week and yeah. loses his credit card at a different bar. That's a sign that you need help when it's like every weekend you're losing your credit card. It's like, just put it in your pocket. Go back to yeah. the bar before you leave. Like, there's just like a few quick, easy ways to get out of this. <laughs> yeah. Tom, remember, remember. Yeah, he has it written down on his hand. Yeah. Like, remember credit card. <laughs> like, memento. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He pieces the, but yeah. do you ever do that where you're like kind of too drunk and then the next day you're piecing together your night from like text messages? Oh, 100%. And things like that. I'm like going through my bank statement. I'm like, okay, so I picked up the bill there, but I didn't take an Uber home. I'm like, did I have cash? <laughs> yeah. Did I get, did someone drive me? I'm like, ah, this is dark. This is dark. And then I usually try to like forget about it immediately. <laughs> kind of like Tom. <laughs> Well, to do a quick pivot of segments, Watch What Happens Live host Andy Cohen, and obviously everyone, if you're watching Bravo, you know Andy Cohen, was officially tapped to be one of the entertainment professionals selected to receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So he's one of the 35 people amongst, like, Christina Applegate, Cindy Crawford, blah, 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 Kathy Lee Gifford, uh, Dr. Phil. So Andy's going to be with Dr. Phil. Julia Roberts, which can you believe Julia Roberts doesn't have a freaking name on the Walk of Fame? Like, no, I don't. That actually is shocking because, I mean, she's been, I feel like she's been famous my entire life. I mean, Dave Chappelle, 50 Cent, Billy Idol, Octavia Spencer, Spike Lee, like what? Wendy Williams? Like these people don't have stars. Like Donald Trump has a star. I'm screaming. I, uh... <laughs> I don't know why I'm so mad about this. <laughs> uh, yeah well i i was looking at that list and i was trying to think of like because i work right like hollywood walk of fame is like a block away from where i work where i'm at right now actually and so i walk every day like all like on break around the walk walk of fame and i was like i will definitely go to andy cohen's because like you know he's 
weirdly like one of my heroes just <laughs> growing up like growing up in reality but i'd also go to the 50 cent one because i want to see if randall emmett is there because that would be hysterical <laughs> if randall was there and like and i just screamed out fofty like it'd be amazing i have a feeling 50 cent is gonna be like okay to pay back your debt you have to go to my star every single day with a toothbrush <laughs> and clean it <laughs> Like, why would you ever, why would you ever get to a point where you owe 50 cent money? Like that just never, like, it seems like you'd pay him first, like go, like, don't pay your electricity bill, but pay 50 cent, you know? Well, I think there's definitely a gambling issue with Randall. Like he's literally a professional poker player. So you can imagine just the money pits and the debt pits that he's in, like whether it's asking 50 cent or his other rich friends for just money, like it just doesn't seem good when you're into gambling like that. Like it, you can have a lot of money one night and literally lose it all overnight. And then that you start asking literally 50 cent and like random other people yeah, who have yeah. a ton of money for more money to gamble. And because he's like, Oh, I'm a producer. Wonder, I'm a producer. It's like, okay, you know, you're not I producing wonder what the thought process was for him. Like, you know what? Yeah, it's a good idea to ask 50 cent for money. Like what goes through your head when you actually <laughs> think that's a good idea? Like, also, Ugh. like, 50 Cent is literally, like, was, like, a gang member, like, a mob, like, a, not a mobster, like, a gangster. Like, he's, like, been shot, like, nine times or something. Like, yes, I just feel like he's... he survived it. He survived it. Like, that's not, like, he's indestructible. <laughs> you know, and, like, uh, fucking Randall is like, yeah, no, I think this is a great guy to borrow money from and then not pay him back for six fucking years. And then Lala coming, I like how this is, like, a total tangent, but then Lala coming out of the woodwork being like, get the strap, get the strap. It's like, uh. Lala? you gotta shut up you're literally from a mormon family in utah and you're like talking quote-unquote street talk with fucking 50 cent out of all the fucking people come on like i mean that has to be the first time randall was like shut the fuck up like i mean like this is like can you imagine if lala ever has to like face the music one day like if, if lala if any girl even like threatened to beat her up i think she would like I mean, I just feel like if somebody slapped her, like some girl slapped her, she'd like lose all confidence. You know, she'd be like, just crumble. Yeah, I feel like she's definitely like all bark and no bite. I mean, we kind of see it on the yeah. show. Like even when she had that like argument with Billy Lee this past season, granted, Billy Lee like did hulk out like all of a sudden. It was like, what? Like, oh, like this is crazy. But like the second like things got like a little bit verbally heated, there was no physical altercation even about to happen or planning on happening. But Lala immediately runs out of the room, leaves the apartment and can't even handle it. It's like. You need to have a thicker skin if you want to be on reality TV. That's why, like, Housewives of New York is so good because these women literally are sitting in front of each other screaming, like, dinners where there's, like, eight different fights happening and everyone is just being torn down. And then they leave the fight and they're like, well, you know, she was right about some things, you know? So it's like, at least, like, it's scrap. And, like, that's exciting to see, not just, you know, freaking Lala storming out. It's like, no, this is what we want. We need a discussion between the two of you to actually flesh this out, have a conversation, deal with it. But no. Yeah, it's, it's, frustra- it's frustrating when things don't go the way you want them to go on reality <laughs> shows. Like, I really, like, that is, like, it just, that's why Vanderpump Rules was very frustrating this season for me because I just felt like they had all these pieces to make a really great season. And then they just, it just didn't, it didn't fire on any level for me, you know? I totally agree. Well, Ryan, this actually brings us to the end of our episode. Where can no! people, <laughs> you'll no! be back, you'll be back, I swear. Where can people find you and follow you and listen to your awesome show? Um, okay, so, 
uh, yeah, I do a podcast realizing stuff with Kara and Ryan, which we talked about at the beginning. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. I think it's pretty much everywhere. So please go and subscribe. Give us a chance. Uh, I hear we're like a virus. At first, you might not like us, but then you get used to us. Uh, but give us a chance there. We really, really are trying to build our audience, and we're really happy with what we're doing. Uh, you can find me personally at Ryan Bailey 25 on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, I mean, I'm very, I love Instagram. Like in fact, I talked to you a lot on Instagram. I know we're Instagram friends. I, I, I feel like I actually yeah, know like, you. I, you know, it's, I was saying, I was like, I even have my favorite, like, I have like a couple people that I follow that are like moms. And like, now they're like, <laughs> I have favorite, I have favorite babies on Instagram. I'm like, like I'll say, I, I just watched a baby learn to walk the other day. And I was like, this is the best content I've ever seen. <laughs> so, uh, please follow me on there. Uh, if you get a chance and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Sweet. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. 